Welcome to this game where all your base are belong to us. This is Chris, and over there is Ashley. Yay! Was... Yeah, I've been told we're not doing we're not doing banter, but I kind of need to you pull you that. up again, don't I? You looked absolutely yeah. disgusted with me when I said that. Yeah, because you're not going to be doing that game, are you? Well, no, no. So it's completely it's a complete non secateur. Well, aren't they all? In a way, aren't we all? Think about it. Hope you're well, listener. How are you, Ashley? I'm fine. Good. I'm pleased to hear it. And uh, I, I am as well. Thank you for asking. I didn't ask. Exactly. Right. This week, we're doing this game where you patrol the mean streets. You take down Mr. Oh, Streets of Rage? You take down Mr. X and his goons. And you have to eat apples and chicken from a bin. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage, baby. I nearly did this last week. You joking? No. And then you've been no, off I'm into not. Twins and, and did Little Big Adventure. Big Adventure yeah. Wow. So I'd been planning. I'd been planning Little Big Adventure before for the reasons that I laid out. Uh, for the reasons that I laid out before, and then thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe the pa- maybe it's past like the want, the desire, and was. Starting to prep Streets of Rage. Wow, what a bizarre little coincidence. Yeah, have you done it for a reason or? Well, the reason I've done it is because we've had a, a bit of a run of a stinkers in some eyes. I still think the Little Big Adventure is amazing. So I looked at my list of games, what I played. Little Big Stink Venture. Nice. I went back to my list and of it games, it was rubbish. what I played, and I was looking for a solid gold classic, a stone coal killer one that is going to redeem this podcast after the the run of the last few badens we've had and i saw this nestled there in my little mega drive list and thought yep streets of rage we're doing that because i've got very good memories of this game and that's why we're doing it excellent well lay lay me lay me down Lay it on me. Lay it on Tell you. me about Streets of Rage, brother. What, what do you know? Streets of Rage is a beat-em-up released in late 1991. It was also ported to the Mega CD, Game Gear, and Master System, but we are doing the Mega Drive version because that is the version that I had. I had it as part of the Mega Games compilation, Mega Games Volume 2, in specific, if I'm being specific, uh, which also included Golden Axe and Shinobi. What a collection of games. Did it? Yeah. Is that right? Is yeah. that is that what was on those? Yeah. Because was... I thought that Golden Axe and Streets of Rage were separate, but oh, that's you, okay. You might, All right, I'll you take might you double-check that. I'm, I'm sure I double-checked it at some point, but uh, that's All right. that's what I, I'm sure was on there. I, I spent an awful lot with my little brother, one of the, the few kind of games we played together. This Mega Bomber Man, a few others, but th- there weren't many. I was big into games. My little brother was not, but we used to play Streets of Rage a lot. Yeah, Streets of Rage was everywhere, presumably because it was on a Mega Games cart. Well, it was on it was on lots of different compilations. It released individually by itself, mm-hmm. and then it also released on th- this compilation and that compilation, even just on the Mega mm. Drive. But then afterwards on Xbox and and everything, it released. It's been released everywhere, I guess. Yeah, the Mega Games carts were amazing though, mm. and I can't think that they've been replicated really, except for maybe if you count Spyro trilogy and <laughs> Crash trilogy or whatever you, like three top-notch games but for the most part on one cartridge yeah it was great very good value yeah no, I, I can't think of any either actually now you've mentioned that 
the, the only ones I can think of are, are things like on the Xbox 360, it had a Mega Drive compilation, which is what this on, but it's not really the same sort of thing. That was a yeah, but a, a it's retro not because package. that was exactly this was a current generation mm. console that was was packaging up three of its best titles to to give customers a, a real nice deal. I, I think they were. I've appreciated them greatly. I think they were also relatively budget when they were released as well. Yeah, they they were. So even better. Yeah. It, it was all all good. So I, I mentioned I played a lot with my brother. One of the key selling points, actually, of this game was the fact there was two-player co-op. Um, now, obviously, we are playing this separately tonight. I do want to play something similar to this with you kind of in the room. So I think that would be an interesting experience because that's, yeah. as I've said, how I've played this a lot. So I, what what we're going to do, I'm going to put a pin in, in that kind of gameplay mechanic. And when we do Golden Axe, I'd like to do that to when we're in a room together because that was pretty much cut from the same cloth with a, a fantasy spin. Uh, and we'll we'll cover it two-player there. But as I said, I wanted to do Streets of Rage tonight because I wanted to do something, something really, really good. That might actually be good. Yeah, well, I, that's a good fingers call. Fingers crossed. The game was developed by Sega. In the game, you play as one of three police officers who are taking down a crime syndicate. Uh, the names, I had a little chuckle at because I thought the names were very, very 90s. Can you remember the names of any of the characters? No. No. Axel Steelrod. Oh, Axel is one of them. Well done. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Axel. Blaze. Adam. Adam? Yeah. <laughs> really sticks out, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they they must have done that on purpose. I, I, I don't know. I don't think Streets of Rage is is self knowing enough for that to be on purpose. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. I, also, I didn't realise. I don't think that there is a bit of a, a preamble in the game. Some text pops up and scrolls and tells you kind of what's going on. This dark, dingy city that's been taken over by this crime gang, and you're you're taking them down. Um, I don't think I really understood kind of who these characters were. They're actually police officers. And that, yeah. that made me think it, it's quite a strange situation for a, this game that you're wandering these streets beating up goons in order to stop the crime happening. I, just, I can't get my head around that. that vi- vi- violence, begetting violence, I guess. Yeah, it was news to me that they were police officers because I just assumed that they were some gang people. Yeah, because exactly what I assumed. Especially given how they're dressed because they've got like ripped jeans and oh. denim I thought they were ripped. Waistcoats. Oh, they were, though, weren't they? They were, they were also ripped. But, yeah, they didn't really look like what I would expect police officers to look like. But there we go. The idea of police officers walking the streets and doing vigilante justice whilst on duty is a bit was a bit of a, a thing in action films, wasn't it? Always. Was it? Probably still. Yeah, Robocop, for a start. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. Always taking down the bad guys. While quipping the whole uh, time. Beverly Hills Cop, hmm. Lethal Weapon, Axel Die again. Hard. Except he's not. McLean's not a. Is he is a police officer? He just wants just wants to have a rest in the first one. He's too old for that shit. I I believe. Yeah, it's Christmas, isn't it? He just wants to have a rest. That might even be Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I think it's Lethal Weapon. That they're too old for that shit, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the line used multiple times. Yep. So I think that that's fairly in line with what was going on in popular culture, especially action Fair enough. films, cops um, doing bad. But then we didn't have the backdrop. Well, I mean, we did have the backdrop, but we didn't, it wasn't talked about as much at the time. 
meaning blighty. Bad stuff that police do. I guess the bad drop in so, terms in terms of the, the the culture, like those films you've referenced, are all mid to late eighties. This film came out ninety one, so it must have been enthralled to those. They, they must have been touchstones. And it, I would be surprised if it wasn't. And yeah. I, I think I said, but I didn't quite finish off the sentence. You mentioning Beverly Hills Cop there, actually, that's Axel in that, isn't it? So that, that yeah, Axel must, Foley must be a, a link somehow. So actually, that seems like a, a nice springboard into kind of the, the history of the game itself. The team that developed this initially developed Shinobi, and that went on to be very, very successful. So they wanted Ugh. to then they wanted to then make what they called. <laughs> Are you all right? It's fine. Carry on. <laughs> what they dubbed Street Karate, which was influenced by Starskin Hutch and the A Team, and then that's what became known as. Bare Knuckle, which is what the game is called in Japan, Fact Fans. Oh, right. I thought it's better than Actually, I think they're both quite good names, to be fair. Bare Knuckle and Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is best. Streets so. of Rage is a better name. I think so. And going into the game during development, their specific brief was they wanted to compete with Capcom's Final Fight and Double Dragon because they'd noticed that Shinobi was being trounced by them in the arcade. So they wanted to really capture some of that magic. So much so that during development, the dev title of the game was D-SWAT, with D standing for Dragon, as in Double Dragon. So And then SWAT as in SWAT Team. D-SWAT. Cool. Yeah. I think Shinobi's not as good as Double Dragon. That's probably the reason that... Uh, I've played a lot of Shinobi, having uh, it's on the Mega Games compilation that I've mentioned, but I've never actually played mm. Double Dragon, so I couldn't possibly comment. Was it Shinobi, or was it Shinobi 3? Or was it Revenge of it, Shinobi? It was Revenge of Shinobi, if we're picking hairs. Mm. Spitting hairs, not picking hairs, spitting hairs. It was developed by 10 people over the course of roughly one year, and the, the characters were originally called Godhand, Blackbird, and Pink Typhoon. Uh, notable there as well, actually. I mentioned the character being called Blaze, Axe, and Adam. One of them is a girl which i think is is good is that blaze i think so yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's progress right there it became very popular because of all the different moves you can do for example headbutts back slams reverse kicks grapples counter grapples and it, it therefore rewarded players that learned the move sets and it's notable there as well that all those different moves can be done with just the three buttons on the mega drive and that also each character has a slightly different style of of play so one of them for example is better at kicking than others or or whatever yeah there's also the there's also the special attack do you remember that the police no that we we pressed a button when if you're in if you're in dire straits and a police car turns up and then fires a load of missiles that would then destroy all the enemies on screen but conveniently miss you i always used to quite like doing that i don't remember that i don't think i ever did that i didn't know it existed yeah what button do you press Oh, I can't remember. I just remember the pressing it, and then the camera, the camera pans across, and then this police car reverses on, and then the boot opens or, or trunk for our American listeners, and then the missiles come out, and they go bah, 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 and splatter the bad guys to death. Marvelous. You can also pick up uh, lots of weapons in the game as well: knives, glass bottles, pipes, and baseball bats. And one thing that was quite frustrating while playing. Well, not frustrating. It's the fact that the enemies can pick them up as well, which I think is good because it creates that equity between you and the enemy rather than you being a bit more instructable. Because I remember there's, there's the sequences where, for example, there's a baseball bat at the back of the screen and you're racing towards it, but then a the bad guy is also racing towards it. Well, it creates a bit of a frisson, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're putting you under pressure to... Mm. Um... 
It's a react. To, to actually use the weapons, which yeah, is important, precisely. I think. You could just ignore them. The enemies come from the front and back, but the game was designed to not swarm the player and overwhelm you because they wanted it to be fair, which I think is, is interesting as well. Yeah, but they do purposefully try and get behind you, which they do. was annoying. Yeah. Well, I, used to, I quite like having to sort of, you know, you, you're sort of always looking towards the right because that's where you, you're walking to. But then sometimes enemies come from the left. I think it's quite interesting because it, it creates realism, I, I suppose, again. Yeah, because not being able to turn around, super real. Well, you know what I mean? If you, if you, I can't. Can you not turn around? Are you always facing to the can, right? You can turn around, but my, my point, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. No, my point is that <laughs> the bad guys are going to come from behind you. They're not always going to conveniently pop up in front of you, are they? Well, I would actually have thought that they would travel in gangs. For the and if, if they've got an if they've got a target, they'd go together in a group. I mean, it's just it's just. Gang etiquette, isn't it? You'd <laughs> go together etiquette. in a group, you'd walk together to your destination, find the target, and then you'd, you know, talk tactics when you're there. You wouldn't necessarily go, I'll tell you what, you go down Durban Road and I'll I'll come up Kenyon Street and we'll, we'll pincer move him. Um, and, you know, I haven't got a mobile phone because it's the 90s and they're expensive and big. So we'll just, you know, shout real loud, shout real loud, but then uh, the, and I'll I'll know what you're doing. But the good guy will hear as well. It's a bit of a floor in the. Well, that's farm. that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm getting at. The um, I I don't think it is very realistic. If we're if we're going to talk about the realism of where the baddies come from, left and right, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. You know, like the sharks and the jets, they travelled in packs. They moved around together as gangs. And they danced at each other. Who are the sharks and the jets? Oh, you don't know? <laughs> That's the gangs from West Side Story. Oh. West Side. And they get together and they dance at each other and and then they stabby stab. Is that what happens in that film? Yeah. Singing yeah. and violence. Singing and violence. Singing Lovely. and dancing and violence, yeah. The dancing is the violence. Well, there's lots of violence in this game, and no singing, I'm afraid. Unless you want to no. sing while we play it. No. No, no right thank then. you. There are eight levels, and each level culminates in a boss battle with a, a big hulking character that's a lot bigger than you. Uh, again, maybe spoiling the, the realism of it that I'm sort of angling after. I guess the realism as well, you've got, as I said, getting food out of bins. It, it's not a very real game. I don't really know why I said that. I'm really sorry. No. I mean, getting food out of bins, I've known people that do that, but that is their choice <laughs> so i mean it, of all the things that you've not, of all the things that you've tried you. no of all the things that you've tried to um evaluate the realism of actually getting food out of bins is probably the most realistic oh. of all of them but i think you're getting stuck on something that's pointless getting stuck on i, I think i am because the game is not realistic it, it's just a no it's not realistic it's it doesn't a, and, and there's a, no demand for it to be realistic no, not at all not at all you said you were going to bring this game last week what are kind of your experiences with the game well this was um if you remember arcade cabinet oh in Chile? No, no, no! I've never played the arcade version of this. I've only played the Mega Drive version of any of them. I, I've played Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage Two, and they were both on the Mega Drive. Both 
for the first time at my friend's that also had Green Dog. Oh, he's if popped up again. He's popped up again, yeah. And he so he had these. My I think my uncle had one of them. Was there what was the Mega Games collection that had columns on? I don't think that did have a Streets of Rage on it, did it? I don't know. No, I don't think it did. But I I've definitely played this uh, um on the Mega Games collection at that person's house. I my cousin also had it as well on a Mega Games collection. And and it was always on a Mega Games collection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. that I was playing. Like and that that's what I mean. Like everybody seemed to have that Mega Games collection. So you're pretty familiar with the game then. Did did you ever complete it? Well, I'm familiar I'm familiar in the sense that I've played it a number of times, oh, many okay. times. I've never I've never I've never finished it. I don't think this is a maybe a a little fact, a little morsel for you to lord over me. I don't actually think I've ever finished a Oh, that's a lie. Huh. The first game that I completed was a beat 'em up. But aside from that one, I perhaps have never completed a beat 'em up game. And what was that game? You can't you can't tell half story. I've told you before, but I'm not going to tell you again. Oh. Not not this right structure. fair enough. Well, I, as as I said multiple times, I played this a lot, both with my brother and individually, and I could complete it fairly easily. Um, I suspect, really? as, as is tradition, that I'm not going to be able to get past probably the second level when we play it uh, today. I remember the last level having a really interesting mechanic that I've looked into a bit more, where it gives you a bit of a choice as to what happens. In the last level, you encounter Mr. X, the, the, the boss of crime syndicate, and he has a, a conversation with you, and he asks you, will you become my right-hand man? If you say yes, you have to replay the entirety of that level that he pops up in again. If you say no, you then have to fight him in a battle. Um, and there's different permutations within that. So if you are playing this with a second person in co-op mode, and then one of you says yes, and one of you says no, or one of you says no, one of you says yes, or both say yes, both say no. Basically, there's, there's six different permutations as to what can happen in this scenario, which, and then it then leads into different endings depending on what happens. And, for, and it's also, if you have that initial question and then you replay the level and then go and speak to him a second time, I think there's some branching that goes off from there. So having that in a beat-em-up in 1991, I think is really interesting. What is the upshot, though, of... So if you say you'd like to be his right-hand man, the game just makes you play the level again? I think... Until you make the right choice? Is that the implication there? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Uh, not a fan. Oh. I'm glad I didn't get to it. Well, I, I'd remembered that... I remember that happening, and I'd got it into my head that what happens is you have to play the whole game again. But it is just that for that last level. So, So I'm going to jump back slightly. You finish this game and i as i've intimated i've suggested that i've well i i've only i think completed one beat-em-up legitimately anyway i always found beat-em-ups difficult okay and i always assumed that they were difficult on purpose because of their arcade origins and we talked a little bit about this when we were talking about simpsons arcade how there were these gates where it just felt like it was money, a money hoover. Yeah. It was trying to force you to have to give more and more money, put more and more quarters or 20p's in, depending on where you are, or or however much yen, 100, 100 yen probably. 
And when they translated them over to consoles, I didn't feel like that went away. But you're saying that you completed this, so either you are good at beat-em-ups or I wasn't. Well, it could be either or both those things. Equally, I'm casting my mind back. I may well have been using some cheats, I'll be quite honest. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's fine. I imagine, that's okay. I, because... well, I don't know. I can't remember, but I imagine there probably are cheats this game that would have given you infinite health or something, but I don't think I turned them on if they do exist. If I'd known them, I'd have used them. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. they were. They're just so We all did it. We difficult all did it. a lot of the time. Yeah, well, if if we could. If yeah. we could do it, I would have done it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I missed to look at during the uh, the halfway point when we look into actually playing the game itself. Uh, another interesting story I found out while researching these notes are it's famous for its amazing techno soundtrack, which was created by. You're nodding. Do you remember the soundtrack, or do you know about the soundtrack? I do remember having... the soundtrack, and I also know that there was because there were different iterations of the of the console, the Mega Drive, and. I can't remember which one, but one of them got a downgraded sound chip, which then had an impact on how games sounded in general. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And one of them that was affected quite badly was this one. Right. That's an interesting fact. So, yeah, depending on which version of the Mega Drive you were playing on uh, would dictate whether you had fond or less fond memories of right. this game soundtrack. Well, the soundtrack was done by Yuzo Koshiro. Does that name ring any bells? Not off the top of my head. We encountered him way back in episode 47 because he was part of the team that was a very, very small team, so quite an integral part of the team that developed and did the soundtrack for the Game Gear version of Sonic 1. Ugh! Terrible. Well, apparently the soundtrack is really good and it's... um What, of Sonic 1? No, 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 this soundtrack, the Streets of Rage soundtrack is really good oh. and Childish Gambino, of all people has gone on record as saying that this soundtrack was a massive influence on him growing up. I, I've i said to you before about, oh, I know why it was, because they're doing, a, so every, I don't know if Americans or, or anybody outside of the UK is familiar with the proms in the UK, but we have this season during the summer where uh, classical music is, is a, is a focus at the Royal Albert Hall and, and various different places around London. And they're all televised by the BBC. And this year they're doing a prom for the for games, the games industry, and there's going to be lots of music over, a cor- over the course of two or three hours that is from some of the biggest games. And when me and Chris were talking about that, what, what I said to you was that some of the best classical music being made today actually comes from games because people were poo-pooing the the idea of a games prom weren't they they were that the, the uh, there was a radio call-in show that i listened to and about it i, I listened to while i was doing the wash i wasn't going out of my way to listen to this program and there were people phoning and people that people don't understand saying oh video game music is all bleep bleep bloop bloop how could they do that all that sort of stuff that that kind of attitude in 2022 just seems so so strange. It say it felt weird when they were saying it in the nineties, given that you know things like Streets of Rage existed, and the music that we had in games was actually quite accomplished even then. But to be saying that in twenty twenty two, to have that attitude in twenty twenty two, seems very strange to me. 
um, and and speaks speaks hugely of their ignorance rather than completely their uh, their intellect. But that was a long-winded way of saying that I think gaming and music are, are quite intimately paired, and the idea because this is this. Uh, the the games are a are a multimodal experience, aren't they? They're not they're not just the visuals, they're not just the audio, they're not just the in player input or whatever. It's everything all together at, all at once, like like films. Um, and it's hard to uh, I mean, it's it's impossible, frankly, to imagine games without the sound tracks i know i know that sounds like an obvious thing to say but it is it's impossible to think of playing mario without also immediately hearing a mario tune in your head it's interesting which one do you hear actually because i just heard one uh i have got with you saying that i've got some music from mario galaxy in my head i think it's probably because interesting we're on this jag about orchestral and symphony i guess so I would have expected, for me, I would have expected Super Mario Brothers three, but actually, it's always Super Mario Land. It's always Boy. Super on the Game Boy. That one, great piece of music. I always, I don't know why, it's synonymous with um with Mario to me. So if I think about the Mario music, that's what I hear. I go for the weird. The underground music. I don't know what that's yeah. about. Yeah, it's a lovely piece of music. Yeah. I learned to the piano once. It's very simple. Yeah. And yet, very, very effective. Mm. And you you find that throughout gaming. The, the soundtracks are iconic in a way that... I think even if you think about films, if you think about how soundtracks stand in films, certainly there are iconic soundtracks and there are soundtracks that I would happily listen to without watching the film but for me game soundtracks feel even more at the forefront of the experience and and more often so than than say a, a soundtrack for a film i can't imagine nowadays i can't imagine playing a game and not having the sound on listen to the music the music because it is so it does go together i used to i used to listen to like albums while playing on PlayStation, you know, back when I was at 15. Never done that. Uh, yeah, I used to all the time, and now I, I can't imagine doing that. Unless, yeah, unless it it's something. Thing. And it still is a thing, isn't it? You can, you can listen something... to music on the PlayStation 5. Right. You can actually, like, it's got it baked into the yeah. system. You can pl- play music on Spotify or Apple Music. The only exception would be if will... I'm grinding, if I'm going through, like, you know, leveling up a character yeah. or something, because I, I know what I'm doing with that. I can listen to music then that's because it's a bit more mindless but if i'm actually playing the game itself then yep music yeah i i i don't find myself grinding very often and actually it probably if i if i was to be grinding maybe it would behoove me to listen to some music behoove. because i get really bored of it but i also try and avoid grinding because it's not really actually that fun i don't know what 12 year old me was thinking all the grinding that i did Oh, on that note, um, shall we actually actually play the game then? I'm going to pay really careful attention to the soundtrack, I think. Okie dokie.
Streets of Rage a treat I was engaged with? Uh, yeah, cool. Because it rhymes. You do better then. Come on. Well, I haven't just spent half an hour going, hold on, let, we can't start yet. Well, I'm sorry. In order to come up with an introduction. That I was really, really enjoying that and did better than you. I don't have to be sorry. It's fine. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I, I was good at it. I Thank ga- God. A game I was good at. That's quite nice. Yeah. You, yeah. So the conclusion to the question that I posed in the first half, was I bad or were you good? A little bit of both, yeah. I reckon. Like you said, I think it's that you are you, you are actually good at this game. I know. What, what a revelation. And I'm not amazingly good at it. And but at the same time, I still got to level six, which I think is probably as far as I got ever. So, yeah. and whereas as you got to, I got right to the end, really frustratingly, right almost to the very very end of the game where you get to meet Mister X. But there was a a boss man that got me and. Uh, I ran out of continues at that point, which was a little bit galling to have got so far. What was that Linkin Park lyric? I've come so far, I got so close. But to in the lose end, it all. It doesn't even matter. And in the end, it nothing really matters. That's it. Yeah. See, you can tell what a big Linkin Park fan I was back in the day. I, not a, a at big all. one. Not oh. at well, all. Well, fool you. But to pick up on what you've just said there as well, the game is really, really good. So that's nice as well. Broken our run. Right, what, yeah. what, what do you like it about really it? It really has, hasn't it? Um, I just really enjoyed everything, everything, the whole package together. Um, to to coin, well, not to coin a phrase, to use a phrase or to use a, a wording, I suppose, that we've used quite a lot before. Uh, it sounds really nice. It looks really nice. It plays really nice. Uh, everything. Very impressed. Better than I remember it. Even which you don't often, we don't often get that, do we? Yeah, I thought it was really slick. Everything about it just felt fluid, and it just worked. Yeah, yeah. To pick on a few of those points, then the, the music is is genuinely brilliant. I'm really, really impressed by how good the music is in that. I don't know if I'd be have picked upon it as much if I hadn't to kind of got into that mindset of listening out this music. I might have washed over me a bit more had I not been listening out for it particularly. But it, it is really good. Yeah, I. I think, yeah, we were listening to it uh, uh, fairly close because that's what we're supposed to do. But but it does stand out in terms of soundtracks. I think Echo, I, I two Mega Drive games on the bounce, really, isn't it? Uh, Echo was outstanding, and this is just as outstanding. There were really quite small little details in the music that I think if I had been listening to it on a cheap CRT TV in the 90s probably wouldn't have stood out but yeah. being able to listen I've been playing it with headphones today and they're half decent ones as well so I was getting all these little little nuances that I've I've clearly been missing in the past simple quirk being for example when the main level finishes and the boss starts as the music fades out rather than just going straight into it I, I thought that was really effective and then there's the sound effects as well there's nice audio cues so for example when you're punching someone in the face repeatedly to death to death them that they scream at the point at which they've been killed as opposed to them getting up and coming at you again for another go and i like that as just kind of right you've done that move on it's simple but yeah. effective that was helpful i didn't that that was also one of the draw well, not one of the drawbacks one of the less capable elements of the sound design i think the screams were very compressed but if it was a trade off between the music and the screams 
I'd pick the music every every day. Like yep. if I was gonna if I was gonna emphasize the quality of one over the other, it would be the music. Really nice environmental effects as well in the second level. Uh, second level, yeah, there were some blusts of wind, gusts of wind, blustery wind, whatever the word is, and uh, came across screen. It makes sense. It looks really nice. The third level sat on a beach, and there was these waves gently lapping against mm. the, the beach, and then there were a few cans dotted about, so I noticed that the, the waves were actually moving the cans along the beach physically. Like something that Yeah, which did, is a detail. A, a detail didn't have to be there, but it wasn't. It, it looked amazing. I'm pretty sure that at one point I dropped a baseball bat, and the waves came in and washed it away. <laughs> Because the Brilliant. waves washed over it and then it was gone. And it wasn't... So the the weapons disappear when you drop them so many times. If you drop them two or three times, they disappear. And they blink on and off to show that they're disappearing. But I'd, I'd only drop this once and then the waves washed over it and it was gone. So I'm assuming, maybe wrongly, that that was what was going on. That the they were being washed away. But again, I think that's good because when you had a baseball bat or a, a piece of pipe, you were almost invincible because of how far the reach was of those implements. Yeah. Is that a word, implements? Well, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but then obviously if you get hit and then drop it, then you'll then kind of have that vulnerability gets restored. And I like that as opposed to having that that invincibility, the fact that there are, there are chinks in your armour. Yeah, but I found that I had lots of chinks anyway in my armour. <laughs> And How so? I needed the bat or, or the pipe. The pipe was the best. It was much longer. Because I, I I don't know how you were doing it, but you were playing levels without getting hit. And I was getting hit left, right and centre. I think that counts as chinks in my armour, doesn't it? I was doing a lot of jumping. Jumping and kicking. That's the secret. Right. Jumping, kicking. So um, you talked a little bit about the combat system in the first half. And that... I mean, I... I was doing things with the combat system that I remember doing when I was a kid, but most of the time when I was a kid, I would have been mashing the buttons probably. Um, I was at, I was doing suplexes and pile drive, not pile drivers. I don't think I actually did a pile driver, but suplexes and like head throws and all sorts of different stuff. And I was actually quite impressed at just how much variation they did get out of those two buttons. There was a jump button and, a, and an attack button. And yet they, they got this arrangement array they got this array of different moves out of those two buttons yeah and it was a good job it was really satisfying using those different things so like jumping in the air you could change mid uh, mid jump change direction you could that's the jumping kick and then I, I managed to do it at one point i managed to pick an enemy and then throw it him into another enemy and that was just so rewarding yeah. what an amazing move and another environmental thing the fourth level was set in a bridge that had various holes in which they're really signposted so you, there's no way you could fall into it unless you really weren't paying attention at one point i managed to throw an enemy into a hole and that was so satisfying mm, absolutely the game feels so I, I don't know i can't remember if i said this in the first half about beat-em-ups but beat-em-ups generally i i feel like beat-em-ups are on the unfair side of fair this was on the fair side of fair and that was quite a shock and surprise if you were playing this in the arcade and it was the same game i think you'd actually be able to get a fair way through the game without dying and it would probably only cost you a, a small amount to actually finish it i was on level six and finished all of my content so how many continues did we get i think it was three continues Three, um, yeah. plus the initial game so so you're talking about 12 lives and i went through my 12 lives in six levels 
um, you got to the end of the game, you got to the last level, and still had a continue left or somewhere around there. Yeah, the, each of the f- so there's there's eight levels. I think at one point the first time I said there's six, and the first I think six levels, maybe five, they culminate with a boss battle, and then the subsequent levels then have those bosses appearing in those levels as kind of mini boss battles. And there was there was one point, for example, where a boss from let's say the second level appeared in level seven yeah. but it, there were two of them for example so a lot of slight spins on it as well so when i got to the eighth level it was one of those bosses that i i struggled to find out how to defeat what what the method was for defeating that boss and it, it just got me it pummeled through all, all three of my lives whereas conversely mm. just before that there'd been a boss that i'd struggled with earlier in the game and i suddenly realized how what the method was to defeat it you had to turn your back on it to let it him come towards you and then when he got close to quickly spin around and then punch him over punch and, and get him and that was really satisfying to actually understand uh, how to do that now there must be a way to pick up extra lives because i looked at a, a let's play video just to, just to find out how to defeat this boss that that got me right to the end and at that point in the game on this playthrough the person playing it had nine lives so there must be ways mm. to pick up lives i don't really there know are. where you can, Did you find, you can find lives in the game right. by breaking the same way, the same place that you'd find your food stuff. Yeah, I found a couple you by can breaking find lives bin specials. But literally two. Yeah. But if for every 50,000 points, you get a uh, life as well. So every time right, you okay. accrued 50,000 points. But obviously that resets every time you uh, use a continue to zero. So um, he was clearly not uh, using his continues. He was on one run right. through. Which is to be expected on on that kind of video, and then <clears> the another, the bosses, and then another really nice. Sorry, sorry, and then another really nice point links to that the way that the game is quite favourable towards you is there's a really nice moment where when you do lose a life and you're spawned back into the level, all the enemies fall back and lose a bit of their health. And it just gives you that moment just to reorient yourself into the level. But also the fact that you've lost a life, well, actually, that then has had a knock-on effect on the enemies as well. Really nice touch that that meant losing a life wasn't a disadvantage. Or equally, that you drop back in and you end up spawning amongst a load of enemies because they're on the floor yeah. at that point as well. Brilliant touch. Yeah, I have seen that in other beat-em-ups. I'm sure that Turtles in Time does that. Right, I, I okay. think I'm remembering that right. So it's not, it's not something. Uh, but then again, I don't know. I can't remember the timeline in terms of where Turtles in Time occurs compared to Streets of Rage. But we won't get sidetracked by that. Uh, the game was relentlessly fair hmm. and makes it quite clear that if you're struggling, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is nice for a beat 'em up. We, I, I mentioned talking about difficulty in the Simpsons arcade level. Uh, the Simpsons arcade episode. And there was one particular boss that I remember in that where uh, you were fighting a bear and the bear was just like, it was ludicrously cheap and you you would have been throwing money, good money after bad. They say, don't they? You would have been throwing good money after bad, uh, feeding coins into that machine. If it was in the arcade streets of rage, I think you, the, even the bosses, even the bosses, felt like they they were giving you a reasonable chance and what you're talking about being able to actually strategize and figure out that this boss is doing this particular thing that I can exploit I can't think of actually it might just be that I'm bad at beat em ups and I'd be the first to um accept that if if someone leveled it at me 
but I can't remember a beat 'em up, another beat 'em up where you can do that, where the bosses actually have patterns or, well, where the bosses have reasonable and exploitable patterns. I can't think of anything contemporaneous with Streets of Rage, but um, I could think of, for example, the bosses in Hollow Knight follow that kind of template. Although, oh I, yeah, but that's not a beat em up. No, it's not, and obviously it's you know, mm. twenty years after the fact as well. No, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not versed enough in in beat em ups at all. As I said, I had this. I had Golden no, I... Axe, and and that was pretty much it, really. Uh, Alien Storm yeah. as well was another a similar thing. So, but I can't remember those. Not played those for a long time, so I, I no. can't really add anything. I'm afraid. I had a few NES ones. I had a few on the NES. Um, but uh, they were, I suppose, uh, the I suppose this game has a leg up on them because it's one one generation against another. So maybe they were doing slightly more uh, intricate things on the Mega Drive and, yeah. the, and the beat 'em ups that were on it. Also, just at that point, well, with the bosses, when you press your special attack button and the police car comes on and fires missiles, I said in the first half they came out of the boot, it was actually someone popped out of the, the passenger side. and With a bazooka. Actually, thinking about it, it in America, it would have been the, the driver's side because it was on the left-hand side of the vehicle. So there we go. Just to Which that... means that he was carrying his bazooka on his lap while he was driving, of course. which has got to be a felony. Where do you carry your bazooka? Uh... There's no way, on my lap. There's no way to answer. There's that, no good there? way to answer it. No, there's no good way to answer that. <laughs> uh, no. Is there anything negative you have to say about the game? Because I'll be honest, I really can't think of anything bad to say um, about it. If if there is, I'd be scraping mm. to find it. I really like. No, not really. I I can't think. I no. The, the only... short answer is no. I'm really I'm really sort of racking my brains while I'm talking and trying to fill while I rack my brains. But I can't think of anything. I genuinely can't. It's a long time since we've played a game that has left us with that yeah, feeling. completely. The only thing I can think of is that occasionally, occasionally enemies, when they've been punched off the screen, they can they can attack you from just off the screen. You can't really see them. But the, the shortcut around that is just to move away from the edge of the screen. Move and away from the edge in. of the screen so and let them come back on. The, yeah, fact exactly. that, the fact that the only negative I can think of is something that's actually remedied through gameplay pretty easily. Yeah, uh, that sort of sums it up, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So beat 'em ups tend to make me feel like I'm inept in a lot of ways. They like it. It's I think they're supposed to be as an element of wish fulfillment, not wish fulfillment, fantasy, power fantasy uh, involved in them. And for me, it was lack of power fantasy because I always got outflanked and I always got beat down. I always lost. I ne- I never. I, as I said, there's only one beat that I can think of where I actually finished it. Um. But having returned to Streets of Rage, now, I think that feeling of power fantasy was quite apparent, and I I I do understand why people would have felt that playing this. There was there were times where the screen was full of enemies all different types of enemies with all different attacks and it took a little bit of effort but i was able to get on top of them and manage them and there was a bit of like juggling because they as we noted in the first half they'll try and attack you from both sides yeah and they'll try and come round the back of you so they can get so they can grab you which incidentally i'd forgotten they did but they can grab your arms and hold your arms above your head so that other people can pummel you so they're they're always trying to get that leg up 
But if you if you juggle between attacks left and attacks right in the right way, then you can actually crowd control mm. quite effectively in a way that I never really was able to do when I was a kid. There are also, again, combos, button combos. There is actually a combo that allows you to punch behind you, which I hadn't realized. So you can you can be attacking it in front of you and without even having to turn around, you can give a quick smack behind you to to manage whatever's going on there as well so clearly they in terms of how they were designing this they were actually trying to cater to that uh, crowd crowd control scenario as well as put you under pressure they were giving you the tools to relieve that pressure which is is pretty good and again this might just be my lack of uh, knowledge in the in the genre but i can't think of a uh, of a of another game that that gives you that tool it was quite it was quite useful minor reference points out in, in terms of something or someone fighting and, and doing that thing raising their fist up is I always think of rafiki and the lion king when they go and attack go back to pride rock and attack all the hyenas that rafiki did that and i remember thinking as an eight-year-old it was really cool yeah streets of rage to the lion king i've managed to get the lion king in a few times the last few weeks after watching it to easter it's, it's really had a profound yeah. impact on me watching it again good i'm glad you enjoyed it Right, as I said in the first half then, this then went on to appear on many Sega compilations for many consoles. Uh, Wii, iOS, Windows, 3DS. I had a look. It is currently on Steam for 79p. Yeah, it's part of the Sega Classics range, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're all 79p on there. Sega are actually, I, I don't think they do a perfect job, but Sega are probably one of the leaders in terms of making available their back catalogue and they should be praised for that they should be applauded because some companies just don't do anywhere near as good as that but well, some don't even make an effort the, the cynic in me would say that sega have perhaps released and re-released this game an awful lot on on wikipedia for example there's a list of all the times it's appeared on different compilations over the years and mm. there's there's an awful lot there but i did find a, a really interesting fact we talked back in i think it was our sonic 2 game gear episode earlier this year we talked about the different the sonic gems collection sonic mega collection uh, mm. this appeared on the sonic gems collection the streets of rage but only in japan because for the american and eu releases it had to be cut in, in order for it to get a lower rating. Had they included mm. Streets of Rage, the whole collection would have had to have had a higher age rating. Yeah, I, I think that might have been something you told me off mic. This this game um, was then followed by... Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just going to address your uh, thing about cynicism and, and the re-releasing and re-re-re-releasing of, of various different games and companies taking advantage of their back catalogue. And I, I've had think... I've had thoughts about this of late and the comparison to make and it doesn't hold water completely but the comparison to make is uh, to the film industry where you know a film's released on vhs but in 2022 who's got a vhs player knocking around so it's not unreasonable for them to re-release it on dvd and then blu-ray and then probably 4k 4k blu-ray or whatever um because then that means that can uh, con- future generations the the latest generation of people they can experience it for themselves and i'm kind of trying to think of re-releases like that for the most part i do think there is a cynical side of the business um that isn't looking at it in quite as healthy a way and 
that's unfortunate. But I also I, I think for them uh, we we kind of need to move away from thinking about re-releases and remasters uh, in negative terms, because if if Sega didn't put Streets of Rage on Steam, well, where else can you get it? And also, legitimately, and, and for seventy nine p, which is yeah, which is very reasonable. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're saying that again. You wouldn't necessarily get that with with a film. Like if they if they did a brand new re release of The Godfather, that would command a high price. It would it would it would take top whack for a long time. It would gradually come down, but it would take top whack for as long as they could get away with it. So, in some way, like I say, Sega Sega should be commended. Um, for the way that they approach that. I think if you were going to criticise it, I'd say that it's the, the breadth of games that they make available could be broader. But even then, it's a little bit of a nitpick because the breadth of games that they offer in that Sega Classics yeah. line is is quite wide. So yeah, sorry. I just wanted to address that because it's been something that I've been thinking about yeah, myself no, anyway. Absolutely fair enough. Uh, right, I'll move into talking about kind of what happened after this thing. So I've got another really good story uh, related to Streets of Rage. Ooh. So number two came out in 1992. Number three came out in 1994. And then Streets of Rage was shelved for, for a long time. Yeah. Not necessarily shelved. There was lots going on behind the scenes. Um, there was Sega uh, franchised out, I, I guess, development of a sequel for the Saturn. Um, they leased it out to Core Design. Who then? I'm not really sure what happened, but um, it en- then ended up not happening. And Core then took the assets that they'd made for the Streets of Rage version on Saturn and repurposed it to become Fighting Force. Okay, I've Would- never played Fighting Force. Well, I've, I've I've never played it, but I've heard of it, and I know it's supposed to be held in quite high regard. Yeah. So I thought it was quite interesting mm. as well. Mm. There was then a version kind of touted for the Dreamcast, and I think it kind of went some some way in development, and again was canned. Uh, then, sort of in in the the hints line between Dreamcast and now, fan versions like Beats of Rage and Streets of Rage Remake came out, which again is mm. supposed to be really really good. And fast forward to now twenty twenty two, and Streets of Rage four was released in twenty twenty and has been getting rage reviews left, right, and centre. And it's something I think I might pick up after having played this one tonight because, uh, yeah, yeah, I've played it and it is a very well polished uh thing <clears throat> a very well polished game so yeah so my amazing story links to streets rage then just to, to round off there then is i've talked a few times about sonic the comic uh it's which is a, a british <laughs> sonic comic obviously uh i don't really, don't really know why i need to demand spend that my apologies a that was in the uk just so that was in Britain, uh, from sort of 1991, 1992, up to about, I think, 2000, maybe 2001. When it first launched, that was when kind of, I think it was around sort of time of Sonic 2 um, coming out. And there were a few Sonic strips, but they also had comics links to other Sega properties, like Decap Attack was in there. I think mm. like one about Alex Kidd. There was a couple of other ones, um, but one of them was a Streets of Rage comic. And I remember that being in there and not really liking it because it was really serious and, and I, I liked Sonic, like the colours, I liked the characters, whereas Streets of Rage I couldn't really get into it. And I remember just skipping over those when I had the Sonic the comic. Uh, it was an alternate continuity, so it kind of took what happened in this game and went off down one 
continuity one path that then was different to what the actual mainline game Street to Rage 2 3 went into but the interesting thing with this comic is it was written by Mark Miller who has now got, oh really who has now got an MBE Mark Miller MBE and um, if anyone's not familiar with Mark Miller he is the creator of Kickass yeah um, one of his first forays into comic writing was with Streets of Rage and Sonic the comic he has since gone on to do work on so I'm just read on Wikipedia now uh, the Authority Swamp Thing the Ultimates Marvel Knights Spider Man Ultimate Fantastic Four Civil War Kingsman uh, Wanted. And some of yeah. the, some of the sort of storylines that he came up with were things that then ended up being in, for example, Captain America: Civil War, uh, Logan, the Wolverine film that was inspired by a storyline that he came up with himself. And this is where he got his big break. I couldn't believe that when I read that. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that. I I didn't know that. It is very. It's a it's a good anecdote. Well done. So I'm going to end on a damp squib after that amazing success there, is that Sega announced a film of Streets of Rage back in 2016. At the point of recording 2022, nothing has actually happened with that, and rumours on the internet aren't concrete, so I'm not really sure how far in development. I suspect not very far at all, if if indeed at all, because some reports are saying it's going to be a live-action film, some reports say it's going to be an animated film, so from those conflicting reports, I would say that it's probably not going to happen for the foreseeable future at the very least yeah i think that's probably more like it. it's probably not going to happen soon yeah so there we go cool thank you thank you for bringing a, a good game you are welcome. i really appreciate it yeah because... I'm, I'm i'm really pleased with that I'm, I'm really pleased at how it stood up and, and how much we both enjoyed it um yeah yeah what what was i was on success? the edge i really i was on the edge i uh, couldn't take another baden <laughs> i don't know what i did on right well next week uh back over, times. back over to you bringing the game uh in the meantime remember to come join us on all the social medias facebook twitter instagram and youtube and do the liking and like, share, subscribe, rate, and review as well, if you could. Thank you, please. Yes, please. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Toodaloo.